everyone and welcome back to the Life is a Party podcast where we are redefining black love and celebration. I am your host, Olivia DeSantos, and I'm joined here by my lovely co-host, Assumpta Vitku. How are we this week? I'm fine, thank you. A bit tired. I feel like I need a nap after this, but all good. Surviving. How are you? I'm good. I'm also knackered. It's been a very busy week. We're on Era One Bay. We're talking all about engagements and we have quite a few up already for you to dive into. We've got lots and lots of juicy content about engagement rings, about how to propose, about what you should talk about before you get proposed, um, all those lovely things. So consider this a part two to our previous podcast. Our previous podcast was all about how to propose like a guide to proposing Mm -hmm. and this is about a guide of being engaged how to be engaged and we're all um and we were inspired by a video by Jackie Ina that she published a few months ago about uh some tips about being engaged so we're going to kind of react to those (laughs) this is going to be good (laughs) I hope (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we'll link the video in the show notes so you can watch it for yourself. But we've kind of derived like six main points. Uh, So the first point is about your friendships. The fact that the nature of your friendships is going to change after you're engaged and after you get married in particular. And she really stresses the point of like never deserting your friends because you need that outlet even though your friendships will change and morph. Um, tell us what your experiences are of this, Sumter. Um, I completely agree. You shouldn't desert your friends even before you get engaged or into a relationship. Um, I've never been one of those people. I understand how easily it can happen, though. You get into a relationship, you're all about that person and, you know, then the... the haze and the new buzz and you want to be around them all the time so it can be easy to not necessarily spend as much time with your friends so that those first few months I give everybody grace I would hope that my friends would give me that grace too but I never completely deserted my friends I'd still speak to them and see them and the same thing happened when I got engaged and even married um when somebody did try to say to me oh you know you can't hang out with your single friends anymore and I was just like why why not what do you mean um I have friends who got married before me a year some of them years before me and we're still friends now like imagine if you got married first in your group and then you dropped all of your single friends or unmarried friends it would just make for quite a lonely existence as you said and I and Jackie says like the nature of your relationships will change um but yeah my to be I didn't drop anybody I mean some of them we're not necessarily friends anymore but that's not because of me being married or when I got engaged or anything like that it's just friendships and seasons um but I think forgetting yourself within a relationship or within a marriage is a very dangerous place to be in because it means that when you have something that you need to discuss or it may not be going well or even when you have something to rejoice and celebrate who are you doing that with there needs to be more than just the person that you're married to i think personally um 
a few months before I got married, I had like a sleepover with some of my friends. And one of my friends looked at me and was like, wait, are we going to be able to do this when you're married? Because I was the only one that was engaged. Everybody else is still single. And I was like, yeah, of course I will. And they were like, oh, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, because I'm, I'm getting married. If anything, you're gaining a new friend. You're not losing me as a friend. And while some people might think it's a bit weird that you would have a sleepover, and not sleep in your husband or wife's house that night. I'm like, I'm not going for a week. It's one night. You know, you can still have that time with your friends. But that's just how mm. I choose to live my life. Um, I'm not, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm a codependent um, partner in relationships. Don't get me wrong. There are times where like I'm always with them. But I also need my alone time and then also my time with my friends. So, yeah, that's why two cents <laughs> yeah and that's really good advice but I think what Jackie said as well about the fact that you might lose friends uh is really interesting simply because the status of your life has changed mm-hmm. uh, she likened it to her friends who have babies yeah. um and not being able to relate to them as much as you did before which is super interesting for me in particular because I've literally worked in uh an industry all about marriage all about partnership and not really had that myself um and just being able to relate to your couples the people that I work with but also my colleagues who are who are mostly partnered as well um I don't necessarily think that being engaged or married changes your way to empathize with your friends too much. From my personal perspective, I haven't found that difficult. Um, But maybe I'm in a unique position because I spend a lot of time with partner people, like a lot. (laughs) And and I I have open enough relationships with both my clients and my partnered friends that I can ask questions about these types of things as well so even the things that maybe I can't relate to I can just ask about like Mm -hmm. I can just say you know oh tell me about your experiences of how you work this out um and maybe some single people just don't feel that they have that sort of intimacy with their friends uh to to actually just ask when they don't understand something in particular. You can say, okay, this is what I think I would do in that situation. How does it work in your relationship? I would just ask, but some people might feel a bit shy about that. Yeah, I think that's actually a really good point. Um, A lot of people feel like they can't ask. Also culturally, um, if I'm West African, I'm Nigerian, and we're not supposed to ask married people certain things. like with the younger generation now you can it's more of a done thing but um what happens in someone's marital home is just for them and or in a relationship so you wouldn't necessarily be telling your friends about it and also um I remember I was a bridesmaid at one of my friend's weddings and all everybody in their bridal party was not married and um during one of the speeches my friend's father-in-law um new father-in-law gave a speech and said that now that you're married you can't hang around any you need to drop all your single friends and her top table was comprised of the bridesmaids and the grooms when we were all looking at each other like oh. guess that's that means we're all getting the chop then and she was just there like just 
ignore him. It's fine. Um, but he was very serious about it and didn't even mean it as a joke. It was you now that you're married, you have to shed all your single friends. You can't be doing what single people do. You're basically this whole new entity and you only have each other and potentially some other married people. Um, wow. So that was the advice he was giving to them on their wedding day. Um, and it's just an old school um, way of thinking that somebody who's single won't be able to relate to you in your newly married status. And yeah, of course, there are some things that they, they won't have experience of, but that doesn't mean you can't explain it to them or you can't say, okay, this is something that I don't feel comfortable talking about or I'll find someone else to talk about it. I think if you're honest and open, your relationship should be fine. Um, all this kind of like chopping off of people. Uh, and from the flip side, I've had some single friends who have decided they don't want to be friends with like our other friends, not when I was getting married, because it was like, okay, well, you're getting married. I desire that for myself. I don't necessarily want to be hearing about your marriage. So they just distance themselves. Mm -hmm. So sometimes mm -hmm. it's not just the married people thinking, oh, I don't want to be friends with single people anymore. Sometimes the single person thinks, actually, you're living a completely different life to me now. Um, I just don't want to hear about that yet until I, I have it. So deuces. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. Well, this also relates to one of her later points, which is about not venting to single people. So when you have an argument or something's happening, um, Jackie advises that you don't vent to your single friends in particular, but don't vent to most of your friends anyway. But to have like a have a trusted married confidant to be able to go to people with this information. Um, I think this is a really super interesting thing. I'm a very big oversharer. Like I'm trying my best to reel that in. So, you know, I'm I'm one of those people that gets really excited and will tell my friends everything about everything about everything. But I do actually understand this a lot in the sense that, you know, I'm I, I actually end up speaking about the people that I date in a in a way that I feel would be awkward if I then got married to this person and my best friends are at that wedding and they know all of this stuff, right? So I'm actually <laughs> trying to consciously be more careful about what I, what I share because it's just like, okay, I might marry this person. Just think about it if in those terms. Um, if this person was really, really significant, turned out to be very, very significant, would I want my friends to know this about them? Mm. But in terms of like venting and stuff to single friends, I don't know, how do you feel about that? Mm, I see where she's coming from. I agree and disagree. My response to that is don't vent to, vent even, to... Um, a friend who's not who's not emotionally mature because if mm. you're married single doesn't doesn't matter you can vent to a married friend who is not like who has no emotional maturity or who is fairly unreasonable in their character and they can give you terrible advice but you could vent to a single person who is emotionally mature quite self-aware and 
just understands people. It doesn't have to be mar- married, single, whatever you are. Like they just have an understanding of people. I think mm-hmm. you can vent to them because they're going to give you sound advice um, irrespective of your relationship status and theirs uh, because you can you can talk to married people who will give you trash advice there are some <laughs> there are some married people who are in like terrible marriages so am I going to them to tell them about my problems just for the simple fact that they're married no way so I think with that particular point you need to use discernment you need to think about the person's character and their understanding of people and if you think that they would be able to help with the specific problem at hand as opposed to the fact that they're single or married i think that's great advice excellent advice and um yes please do let us know um if you share, do you share with your closest friends or do you keep like fights and stuff to yourself? The next point that we found interesting out of this video was, <laughs> she put it this way, okay, don't don't drag me. How you get him is how you keep him. So we're gonna, <laughs> so she's essentially <laughs> saying that the way that you got into this relationship, whatever, your relationship looks like and that you are now engaged the way that you got to this point is the energy and the maintenance that you should keep from now on so if you know anything about Jackie Aina she's very bougie person you know she likes her luxury she likes her perfumes and she's always got a makeup done and her hair did nails did everything did you know and (laughs) her advice is that you need to keep that energy throughout your engagement and throughout your marriage okay I have I have thoughts okay I want to hear these thoughts (laughs) let's start with your thoughts (laughs) I have thoughts because as much as I like to take care of myself. There is also, there are also times where I like, I enjoy, actively enjoy letting things go. Um, I have moments where I really enjoy having hairy legs and it's really fun. It's fantastic, but I live a very <laughs> single life, right? Um, I have moments where um, I do want to feel a bit slobby and not feel like I have to be put together all of the time. That's a lot of energy for me. Um, But at the same time, what I will say about what Jackie said is that, you know, how you get him is how you keep him. I don't present myself as someone who's going to be put together all of the time. I don't go into a relationship and put myself forward as someone who is going to be that way. Um, So... I don't think it's been very much of a shock to the people that I've dated for longer than six months. If one time I don't shave my legs, it really doesn't matter. But I think for her, because she's always been super prim and all this kind of thing, um, keeping that energy is important to her. I just think that's exhausting. If you're in it for the forever, it just sounds like a lot of hard work. I think you should look after yourself for sure, whatever, but I just don't think it should be that level of perfection for me personally. But Mm -hmm. I don't know, what do you think? I'm kind of on the fence here because I do kind of agree with her. (laughs) 
ever. So the phrase, that phrase I've only ever heard, um, how you get him is how you'll, or something about how you, some something about how you'll lose him but anyway how you get him is how you'll keep him um yes and no i i agree with her because i do feel like you shouldn't just like have a dramatic drop in how you began that's not to say you Mm -hmm. can't be comfortable because in that how you get him statement it harks back to what you just said if she was really being herself even jackie Ina, as bougie as she is is not on 24 7 and i did air quotes when i said on just now um Mm -hmm. in the video itself she's barefaced she's applying her makeup don't know if she's going out or she's just sitting at home doing this but i can only presume that her fiance has seen her um chilled out and without makeup on um but because she has quite a bougie lifestyle she gets facials done and all of that so her level of um, a dress down day is not the same as all of us that's fine mm-hmm. but um, I, I do actually kind of subscribe to that um, unknowingly I guess to that mantra because I have maintained the same level of dressing up when it, but I just generally like to dress up anyway slash being casual as I did when we were dating um, mm-hmm. and I I would even actually I have advised my friends that you know if you do get into a relationship or when you get engaged and when you get married you still should want to look nice for your partner but more importantly for yourself mm-hmm. when one thing that used to do my head in when and it still happens when we go to like Nigerian parties and stuff like that um when we go out, obviously looking nice and everything. So people will always, my Nigerian uncles and aunties always attribute that to my husband. They never say, well done and you looking good. It's like they, they immediately congratulate him and, and say, wow. oh, you know, and it infuriates me. I remember when it first started happening, I was just like, hold on, what? It's like, oh yeah, he's taking care of you or, you know, actually you've gotten better since you married him. And I know it's probably banter for them, but I'm like, what kind of, what in the misogynistic madness is this? Like I can, I always maintained myself beforehand. And when they would see me out, I would still look good. So I have literally just kept the same standard, but now, everything I do has to be attributed to my husband. And I think that is wild. Um, But what the thing I actually tell my friends anyway, my unmarried friends is that do this for you. Um, Yeah, I want my husband to look at me and be like, damn, I married her, like this is amazing or to still find me attractive and stuff like that. But he actually thinks it's great when I'm not wearing makeup and you know, all that kind of stuff. But I literally do these things for me. I derived Mm. pleasure from looking good before I met him. And so I maintain that after, not just for him, but actually for me. So um, I suggest that if that is, you know, if you were presenting yourself as a bad B beforehand and like doing the actual most, yeah, you might not have the energy to do that once you get engaged or married. But I think it does cause problems um, based mm-hmm. on my friend's relationship and what I've seen and experienced. It does cause problems if you if there is a dramatic drop 
in your presentation um, and even your effort in the relationship. Whereas before you were spending hours getting ready and really making an effort to look nice, to be able to like entice him. Why would you not want to continue that in the relationship? And that doesn't mean that you can't have your down days. I think that statement is so black and white and there are there is an area of grey there. You can actually just enjoy being slovenly together there's or just a bit more dressed down I think there's beauty in that um unless you are married to some of my friends my male friends my male Nigerian friends yes my Nigerian brothers I am calling you out not all of you but a small subsect of you I have some friends that are literally like nope my, my wife has to look 100 all the time all the time and I'm just there like yeah good luck with that but at least with some of them they will pay for that to be done it's not like they're expecting you to pay for it um Mm -hmm. Nigeria is a very patriarchal society so they'll hand hand their wives the money to just be like yeah get your hair done your nails done everything did but I don't think it's just like a um an Afro-Caribbean thing because one of my Asian friends she's Indian heritage her nails are always done. Like you literally, she would, cu- she cusses me when, when my nails aren't done. And it's like a particular thing for her and the man that she was married to. Like, but she always presents herself well anyway. Um, mm. So I think it, I have discovered it's not just because an Afro-Caribbean thing. Because in my context, I, I noticed it was a very Nigerian thing. Um, mm. But yeah, I, I I don't know. As you can see, I'm like half and half, but leaning more towards the side of, yeah, maintain yourself, but actually not necessarily just for him, but for you, for your own self-esteem. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I think it's about setting up expectations. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you just have to not present yourself as completely differently. Like, can you imagine if, can you imagine if I started dating someone and I started like dressing up like Jackie Ina and putting on that <laughs> type of makeup and wearing wigs and having my hair done, all this kind of thing to get this guy. Yeah. And then, and then settled into myself when I got the ring and who I am, who you know me to be, right? Yeah. That just wouldn't, that wouldn't fly. So I present myself to be as dressed up as I want to be when I want to be. And luckily the people who date me are into that. So that's fine. They're, they're fine with the way, with how I maintain myself or not whenever I want to. So that's cool. Uh, so yeah, I do agree with the statement. I mm-hmm. think what I disagree with is I think she's, I think because of who she is, um, she places a lot of uh, attention on that being a very high standard, like that mm-hmm. that level of how you got him, that being a very high maintenance level. My argument is that it should be the maintenance level that you are comfortable with, whatever yeah. that is. Go into the relationship with that and maintain it throughout. I agree with that. But yeah, that's that's all we have time for today. So we'll leave you with those <laughs> points. It was a really, really interesting. It's a really, really interesting video. And it's got a couple of other points as well that we might address in a later podcast. But do just let us know on Instagram, on the blog. Um, let us know in comments what you think 
about these points you know do you think that how you how you, how you get them is how you keep them mm-hmm. um what do you think about changing relationships when you get engaged have you seen a change in your relationships as you've gotten engaged tell us your stories yeah. and um who are going to who are going to be your confidants in your engaged and married life mm-hmm do you plan on dropping all your single friends? Because I've met those people. They're like, yeah, as soon as I get married, I'm replacing them all. If you might fall into that camp. And if you do, to let us know why. Yeah, but we're going to love you and leave you here. And we shall see you very soon. We'll see you next time. So from the Arrowin Bay team, we wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Thanks for listening. <laughs>